ഫീറോസ്ലം خيركم خيركم لأهله وأنا خيركم لأهلي أو كما قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم Most respected on my Ikram brothers and elders Our deen is a complete way of life It's not just as what is sometimes understood to be a religion What people in their minds have understood religion to be That a religion is something that is confined to the place of worship so a person if he's in the masjid Then he will conduct himself in a manner that's required of him in terms of the deen that he follows and then when he's outside the masjid then he's free to do as he pleases that is not what deen is all about and what islam is all about islam is a complete way of life which governs every aspect of our existence in dunya one of the things that deen has placed a very great importance on and made this a very high priority is that there should be good relationship peace happiness contentment within a home that the environment of the home must be a happy one must be one where there is that bond that mahabba that love because this is that place where the next generation then comes up grows those children grow up in this 
place within these four walls and what kind of example they will take from here is how they will then conduct themselves later in life so if they grew up in a peaceful environment where there was this happiness this bond every place has its ups and downs dunya is no paradise jannat is in the akhirat so every place has its challenges has its ups and downs so that too will be witnessed by them but they will also witness how those challenges are overcome in a positive manner they will also witness how the little hiccup then finally it unfolded into what a better situation so they will grow up as very fine individuals and they will conduct themselves in a similar or a better manner as they go forward and if they grow up in an environment which is the opposite then allah forbid this might be so deeply entrenched in them that they will number one play it out themselves let alone play it out themselves they might take it several steps further as well and then it will become a cycle which somehow might just get worse so therefore deen has placed a great amount of emphasis and importance on how people conduct themselves and how spouses conduct themselves within the home and therefore nabi akram sallallahu alaihi wasallam highlighted this he highlighted in fact the quran sharif highlighted it the quran sharif addressed the husband the quran sharif addressed the husband because he is the head of the home and he will set the trend he will put the direction in place so everybody has to play the role everybody has to obviously become part of the same direction everybody has to put their shoulder to the wheel as they call it but he is the head of the home and he has to direct it correctly the quran sharif addressed the husband that wa ashiru hunna bil ma'ruf that you treat your wife in a good manner bil ma'ruf in a proper way in a kind and compassionate way so now the question will immediately come but sometimes there's issues allah taala already answered those issues for us fa in karihtumuhun if you dislike something about them and fa'asa an takrahu shay'a perhaps you might dislike something but allah will put good in that for you in other words there are issues which you need to learn how to deal with we are being told deal with it correctly and inshallah you'll find the goodness so the quran sharif addressed the husband and in the ahadith also there's ample direction to a husband and also to wives so obviously the wives also have to play the role it's not a one way street but in this short discussion time that we have the example that nabi akram sallallahu displayed as a husband he was a husband par excellence and in order to spur on those who love him those who hold his way dear to themselves those who truly wish to emulate his mubarak way of life so nabi akram sallallahu spurred on every husband spurred on every husband by saying khairukum khairukum li ahlihi the best among you is the one who's best to his wife but listen i'm presenting my example now because you claim to love me you claim to want to follow me you claim to be following me if you claim to be following me you claim to love me then this will be something very important to you wa ana khairukum li ahli that i am the best to my wives nobody can come close to matching the level of goodness that i have displayed to my wives but that's the standard now and that is the 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 goal you need to aspire for that that is what we are being told as the ummah of nabi akram sallallahu alaihi wasallam as the husbands in the ummah of nabi akram sallallahu alaihi wasallam that we are being told this is the example nabi akram sallallahu alaihi wasallam said so now emulate this example so now in order to just get some very slight idea of what a beautiful example and what a wonderful example nabi akram sallallahu alaihi wasallam displayed as a husband and that too is something for us to emulate allah taala has made nabi akram sallallahu alaihi wasallam an example for every single human being and in every aspect of life laqad kana lakum fi rasulillahi uswatun hasana allah taala says that nabi akram sallallahu alaihi wasallam is uswatun hasana he is a most splendid example an example is meant to be followed this is not confined to the masjid 
Even the salah also we are to follow Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam Whether it is any other aspect of life And likewise this part of life of how he conducted himself as a husband And if a person tries to emulate this Then he'll see the benefit that will come in his own life In the life of that home In the life of the people of that home in that marriage, in the goodness that will come in those children growing up in those homes. So just to understand and get a very brief glimpse of this, we'll take a few incidents from the Mubarak life of Nabi Kareem Wasallam, which will just shed some little bit light on it. We can never even scratch the surface. Every day of his life was a shining example and every incident in his life was a shining example. So we can just barely try to scratch the surface. But before dealing with any particular incident, just one description of this Mubarak life of Nabiya Kareem Salaam indoors. Sayyidah Aisha radiallahu ta'ala anha was once asked about Nabiya Kareem Salaam that we see his life outside or we saw his life outside this was probably asked after Nabiya Salaam's demise but how did he conduct himself inside and this is sometimes where the contradiction comes in a person's life that mashallah outside outside he is the best person around everybody finds him so charming so pleasant his friends are so happy with him. Even the secretary says he's so charming too. Allah knows best why. But somehow inside the house there's a very different picture. Inside the house, it's not just fitting in with what the description is outside. So now Nabi Kareem Wasallam, the Sahaba saw him outside. They saw his beautiful akhlaq and character. His most perfect way that he conducted himself. But now indoors, what was the position? So they knew, mashallah, that he was at the peak of all good character. But to get this directly from somebody... And who better to know someone than his own wife? So they came and asked Sayyidah Aisha radiallahu ta'ala anha that please describe to us how Nabiya Kareem sallallahu was indoors. So now she wasn't expected to give one lengthy bayan, one long discourse on the whole issue. And subhanallah, she summed it up in one line. In fact, less than one line. So she summed it up. This is a summary of the person who knew him very, very closely, who knew him better than most people knew him. And that was his beloved wife, Sayyidah Aisha radiallahu ta'ala anha. She says, Kana alyanan nas wa akraman nas. That he was the most lenient of people. Obviously, everything has its limits and boundaries. Within the limits of Shariat, there was no compromise in allowing the laws of Allah Ta'ala to be trampled. But even that, Nabi Kareem Salaam handled in a most splendid manner. That when there was some mistake took place, 99% of the time, it was his facial expression enough to get things back on, on the track. That immediately it was understood that he's upset about something. It was asked, what wrong did I did? Nabi Salaam pointed it out and the matter was set right. But subhanallah, that's how he went about it. So in any case, she says, Al-Yanannas, the most lenient of people. Akramannas, the most gracious of people. Very gracious, very kind, very compassionate. Now, we're not talking about to the rest of the world and forgetting the house household. And then further she says, Kana Rajulam min Rijalikum. He was like an ordinary human being at home. Whereas he was the greatest of Allah Ta'ala's creation. But he didn't conduct himself at home in a way that I need to be given that recognition. I need, obviously they respected him as the Nabi of Allah Ta'ala, but he conducted himself in a way that I'm just an ordinary person. And he conducted himself in a very humble manner, like one of the household, not waiting for things to be done for him. But then she highlights something, and this is what makes a home. He highlights something, But yes, now this is, especially, all these things are already there. But especially this, He was a person always smiling, always very, very jovial. Now this is what makes a house into a home. No matter what size of house it might be. It might be a two by two. 
It might be a little hut, but the manner in which people conduct themselves with each other makes it a home. And it can be something palatial. But if the wrong way of living is happening in there, that can become the most claustrophobic place. So what makes it a home is akhlaq. Nabi Karim is teaching how to make it a home. Illa annahu kana dahakan basaman. Very jovial, happy, smiling, dealing with everybody in a wonderful way. To expand on this in one hadith, it is mentioned, Hazrat Aisha again was asked on one occasion, that what did Nabi Islam do in the home? How did he pass his time at home? What did he, how he conducted himself? So he replied and said, just to give an idea, again, these are all just slight glimpses. He said, what do you mean how he conducted himself? If he came home and there was something now, he needed to clean something out of his clothes, he did it himself. Now walking out on the dirt roads and all kinds of things coming around, sometimes a gust of wind blowing some dirt onto the clothes. He didn't pass it on to somebody else, please. You pick all this grass and whatever else has come onto me. This is somebody else's job. He sat down, the Nabi of Allah, wa ta'ala, the greatest of Allah Ta'ala's creation, Mahbub Rabbil Alameen, and he is sitting and cleaning out his own clothes. A very, very menial task in that time was if a person needed to milk the goat, the animal for some milk. So this would be normally given to somebody else to do some servant or whatever. If there was nobody to do it, they'll do it themselves. Nabi Karim some others are present in the home. It's not that others are not there. But if there was some need to get some milk out of that animal, he went and did it himself, a very menial task. In comparison to our context maybe, that if the house needed to be swept. But that is not just a comparison we need to make. That too is mentioned in one hadith sharif. That he would sweep the house also. Who's sweeping the house? Our general response to these things is, I am very, very busy. And I am very stressed. And I come back from work, I need to unwind. And all the kinds of descriptions we have for ourselves of how extremely busy we are and how highly stressed we are and whatever else we are. But we forget that we are the ummatis of Nabi Kareem sallallahu And he is the shining example for us. And there was nobody more busy than him. He had the work of the entire ummah on his shoulders. And there was nobody with greater responsibility than him. And there was nobody that could have had greater concern than him. And despite all that, he had the time to make the house into a home. How? By these gestures of being part of the home and this humble way in which he conducted himself, no airs about himself, found nothing beneath his dignity to sweep that home, to go and do some menial task like taking the milk out of that animal. All this was part of his day-to-day -day life. It meant no, nothing. There was no problem with this. And nafsahu. He needed something, he helped himself. He didn't dish out instructions to others. Do this for me and why isn't this done? Anas says, for 10 years, I was in the khidmat of Nabi Kareem sallallahu In the 10 long years, not once he asked me or said oof to me or asked me why you didn't do this. Meaning some task that I was supposed to have done and he took me to task for not fulfilling the task. Why did you do this wrong? Obviously not in matters that cross the line of Sharia, in day-to-day -day tasks and whatever little things that needed to be done. But this was the manner Nabi Kareem conducted himself. On one occasion, this is now just to touch on one or two incidents, just that highlights to us what was the environment of this home. One very important part of that life at home is the meal time. And generally, at the end of the day, a person has now come back after a long day's work and whatever other job he had the whole day. So now, the thing that normally is the start of the evening is that meal that the family have together. The meal time is a very important time. In previous days, 
This was the time when that bonding happened, when the tarbiyah took place in a wonderful manner, not in a way of now some formal lesson, in general conversation, but the direction and the correct mindset was built up in the minds of, in, the, in those children growing up in that home. The whole household was put into a direction over mealtime and in such a way that everybody enjoyed it, in such a manner that everybody looked forward to it. So this mealtime is a very important time. Now just to get a glimpse of the mealtime of Sayyidina Rasulullah Sayyidina Aisha anha describes this. She says, I would be eating with Nabiya Kareem وسلم, and he would, I would take a piece of a morsel from a morsel of food. I would bite a piece out of it. Nabiya Kareem وسلم, would pick it up and he would take it and turn it to the point that I bit out of it. And he would bite from the same spot that I took a bite from. I would drink something from a utensil and when I would keep it down, he would pick it up and drink from the spot that I drank from. Now, is this going to change the taste of that? food of the drink is not going to taste different to what it is but it's going to taste different in the heart the tongue will taste the same sweetness but the heart will taste a different sweetness out of what out of witnessing this affection and consideration that you're not just part of the furniture here you're not just here as part of the furniture there is a bond there's a relationship and this is in the privacy of the home obviously not for the rest of the world to see what's going on this is that in that setting of haya so now she is describing this meal time and she says about the meal itself He never ever found fault with the food It doesn't mean that there was never a fault in the food These are two separate issues Sometimes mistakes happen Mistakes happen anywhere We make numerous mistakes in so many things we do for years and we still make a mistake sometimes so It's not that never there was a mistake in anything but he never made an issue of it with emphasis. Nabi Kareem never ever found fault with the food. If he wanted to eat it, then he ate it. If it was something beyond him, he didn't want to eat it, he couldn't eat it, then he quietly left it. Not in the way that we may do it sometimes, out of protest, silent protest. And maybe you can call it hunger strike. That the silent whoop that is used many a times, and in order to extract maximum revenge, it's all very vengeful ways of going about oneself. The entire day, the effort that was made behind that meal and whatever other things were done. And mashallah, that's the time a person finds the perfect setting to extract revenge. But then that sets a cycle. What we give is what we get. So we give a nasty conduct. So then that ball that is thrown on a wall, that's what comes back. This is what akhlaq is all about. Good akhlaq and also the opposite. It's like a ball that if a person throws on that wall, it will bounce back to him. The kind of things he throws that come back to him. But subhanallah, this is the way Nabi Kareem conducted himself. Now, why would that not become even the most simple meal would become the most enjoyable meal? And otherwise, it can be seven star or ten course or whatever it might be, but it will be tasteless if that home is a house. If that home has become a house because of lack of akhlaq, because of lack of that good character and that noble way that which Nabi Kareem demonstrated for us because of neglecting that then this becomes just a very very difficult place to be in just on this note of consideration once one neighbor came to Nabi Kareem and he invited him please come we want to invite you to a meal on that occasion Nabi Kareem said and what about Aisha meaning his beloved wife that meaning you inviting me what about her so he was quite mashallah they had very very clear hearts there are no formalities about them there might have been some reason why he could not accommodate both. So he very clearly then just expressed himself, excused himself. No, I can't make it. Just yourself. 
So Nabi Kareem said, La, I'm also sorry, I can't come alone. Now this was not the norm, it was not always the case. But on this occasion, he said, sorry, I can't make it alone. So after a day or two, he came back and again he repeated the invitation. Nabi Islam asked, what about Aisha? So he said, no, sorry, I can't make it for both. He said, well, sorry, La, I also can't make it then. The third time, the same thing happened. The third time after the third time, or was it the third time? And Nabi Islam said, what about Aisha? He said, yes, she also. He said, very well, we'll come. Now, it might have been a time when sometimes for two months at end, there was nothing to cook in the house of Nabi Akareem And say the Aisha herself is describing this. That we used to see one moon, the second moon, the third moon. And there was nothing, that there was no fire lit in the house of Nabi Akareem Why no fire lit? Because there was nothing to cook. Why then should a fire be lit? So the student asked that, then how did you survive? She said, on dates and water. Morning, afternoon, evening, today, tomorrow, the next day. One week, two weeks, two months. SubhanAllah, if you get the leftovers after one day, then that too is a big problem. The same meal, day in, day out, for two months. And what's the meal? Dates and water. So perhaps it might have been one of those situations. So now when there was an invitation, but the consideration, that well, I'm done now, I'll get something to eat. But what about her? Now this was not just an incident, because this was sure is going to be passed on to the ummah. And the ummah will learn the lesson of consideration. That once upon a time when a person was single, he thought about me. After he's married, he must think about us, no more about me alone. And just as he wants to be happy, he wants to be content, he wants to be comfortable, he wants to be... He must think double and make things easy for everybody. And he must keep that home a home. And he must be such a person that when he comes back home also, everybody is looking forward to his return. They are not now on edge and now starting to find some tawis and some wazifa that now, what we can blow on him, inshallah, everything stays calm and... Oh, there's no turbulence. Why should that be the case? Nabi Kareem Salaam has taught us, Subhanallah, what a wonderful manner of conducting ourselves. Nobody should be reading any ta'wis to keep us calm. Nobody should need to recite any wazifas to blow on us. This is not just some by the way thing. From time to time, this kind of emails come, some correspondence comes. What can I do to keep my husband calm? How he enters the home, he enters the home with an explosion. Whereas Nabi Kareem Salaam, what he taught us, how to enter the home. He would enter the home smilingly. Salam cheerfully. Whatever the stresses of work, before we leave work, we leave it behind and come. Work is the different place. The home is not the place to offload the stress of work. The home must be a home. The home is to come and keep everybody happy at home as well. Time has already run out. The seerat of Nabi Kareem Salaam is filled with all these incidents and Mubarak example that Nabi Kareem Salaam said. The lesson that we should take today is to learn the seerah. Study the Mubarak seerah. Take an authentic biography of Nabi Kareem Salaam uh, we can consult with the ulama kiram which is the authentic books to read and study the Mubarak life of Nabi Kareem Sallallahu Study his beautiful example. That is what we have to follow and that is what's going to bring us the peace and happiness in dunya also and a means of eternal success in the hereafter. Allah tabarak wa ta'ala give us the tawfiq. Fakhiru da'wana alhamdulillah. Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar, Shahadu Allah, Ilaha Illallah, Shahadu Allah, Ilaha Illallah, Shahadu Anna Muhammad Rasulullah, Shahadu Anna Muhammad Rasulullah, Hayya Ala Salah, Hayya Ala Salah, Allah, 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 Allah,
أكبر الله أكبر لا إله إلا الله اللهم لك الحمد أنت قيم السماوات والأرض ومن فيهن ولك الحمد أنت نور السماوات والأرض ومن فيهن ولك الحمد أنت ملك السماوات والأرض ومن فيهن ولك الحمد أنت الحق ووعدك حق ولقاؤك حق وقولك حق والجنة حق والنار حق والنبيون حق ومحمد صلى الله عليه وسلم حق والساعة حق أشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد أن سيدنا ونبينا وشفيعنا ومولانا محمد عبده ورسوله صلى الله عليه وعلى آله وأصحابه وبارك وسلم تسليما كثيرا كثيرا أما بعد فيا أيها الناس وحد الله فإن التوحيد رأس الطاعات واتقوا الله فإن التقوى ملاك الحسنات وعليكم بالسنة فإن السنة تهدي إلى الإطاعة ومن أطاع الله ورسوله فقد رشد واهتدى وإياكم البدعة إن البدعة تهدي إلى المعصية ومن يعصي الله ورسوله فقد ضل وغوى وعليكم بالصدق فإن الصدق ينجي والكذب يهلك وعليكم بالإحسان فإن الله يحب المحسنين أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم وقال ربكم ادعوني أستجب لكم إن الذين يستكبرون عن عبادتي سيدخلون جهنم داخرين بارك الله لنا ولكم في القرآن العظيم ونفعنا وإياكم بالآيات وذكر الحكيم أستغفر الله لي ولكم ولسائر المسلمين فاستغفروه إنه هو الغفور الرحيم الحمد لله الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونؤمن به ونتوكل عليه ونعوذ بالله من شرور أنفسنا ومن سيئات أعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلله فلا هادي له ونشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد أن سيدنا ونبينا وشفيعنا ومولانا محمد عبده ورسوله أرسله بالحق بشيرا ونذيرا بين يديه الساعة من يطع الله ورسوله فقد رشد ومن يعصيهما فإنه لا يضر إلا نفسه ولا يضر الله شيئا أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم إن الله وملائكته يصلون على النبي يا أيها الذين آمنوا صلوا عليه وسلموا تسليما اللهم صل على محمد عبدك ورسولك وصل على المؤمنين والمؤمنات والمسلمين والمسلمات وبارك على محمد وأزواجه وذريته قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم أرحم أمتي بأمتي أبو بكر رضي الله تعالى عنه وأشدهم في أمر الله عمر رضي الله تعالى عنه واصدقهم حيان عثمان رضي الله تعالى عنه وقضاهم علي رضي الله تعالى عنه وفاطمة سيدة نساء أهل الجنة رضي الله تعالى عنها والحسن والحسين سيدا شباب أهل الجنة رضي الله تعالى عنهما وحمزة أسد الله وأسد رسوله اللهم اغفر للعباس وولده مغفرة ظاهرة وباطنة لا تغادر ذنبا الله الله في أصحابي لا تتخذوهم غرضا من بعدي فمن أحبهم فبحب أحبهم ومن أبغضهم فببغض أبغضهم وخير القرون قرني ثم الذين يلونهم ثم الذين يلونهم اللهم أعز الإسلام والمسلمين اللهم انصر الإسلام والمسلمين اللهم انصر المجاهدين في كل مكان يا رب العالمين اللهم انصر من نصر دين سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وجعلنا منهم عباد الله رحمكم الله إن الله يأمر بالعدل والإحسان 
وإيتاء ذي القربى وينهى عن الفحشاء والمنكر والبغض يعيذكم لعلكم تذكرون فاذكروني أذكركم واشكروا لي ولا تكفرون الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر شد إله إلا الله شد إله إلا الله شد إله إلا الله حي على الصلاة حي على الصلاة حي على الصلاة حي على الصلاة قام رمض الصلاة الله أكبر الله اعتدلوا الله أكبر الحمد لله رب العالمين الرحمن الرحيم مالك يوم الدين إياك نعبد وإياك نستعين اهدنا الصراط المستقيم صراط الذين أنعمت عليهم غير المغضوب عليهم ولا الضالين إن الله وملائكته يصلون على النبي يا أيها الذين آمنوا صلوا عليه وسلموا تسليما إن الذين يؤذون الله ورسوله لعنهم الله في الدنيا والآخرة وأعد لهم عذابا مهينا والذين يؤذون المؤمنين والمؤمنات بغير مكتب بغير ما اكتسبوا فقد احتملوا بهتانا وإثما مبينا يا أيها النبي قل لأزواجك وبناتك ونساء المؤمنين ونساء المؤمنين يدنين عليهن من جلابي بهن ذلك أدنى أن يعرفن فلا يؤذين وكان الله غفورا رحيما الله أكبر سمع الله لمن حمده الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر الحمد لله رب العالمين الرحمن الرحيم مالك يوم الدين إياك نعبد وإياك نستعين اهدنا الصراط المستقيم صراط الذين أنعمت عليهم غير المغضوب عليهم ولا الضالين ألم نشرح لك صدرك ووضعنا عنك وزرك الذي أنقد ظهرك ورفعنا لك ذكرك فإن مع العسر يسرا إن مع العسر يسرا فإذا فرغت فانصب 